AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This is iHeartRadio's Wells Cast with Wells Adams. That's <laughs> great. Welcome to the cast today. <laughs> so, let's see. Wells isn't here today. Stephanie's not here either. So we had to, um, I don't know if scramble is the right word, but we had to find someone else who could host the show for Wells since he's not available. So we decided to stay in Wells's world of The Bachelor, and we found a couple of folks who we think kind of fit the bill. And today's guests are Val and Sailor from Dancing with the Stars, and one of our hosts today was on Dancing with the Stars. Do you see how it all ties in together? It's you, kind of perfect. Do you think our audience can figure it out just by that? Probably. Should we give them some time yeah, to think let's about give them it? Five seconds. Okay, let's give them some time to think about it. <clears throat> Time's up. Uh, That's right. It's Kendall and Joe. Yay! Hey, Kendall Long. Do you mind grocery store, Joe? Are you tired of that? Um, you could call me grocery store, Joe. It's part yeah. of his identity yeah. now. Yeah, I'm cool with it. GSJ? GSJ. GSJ. Right? Yeah. Grocery store joke. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like uh, it. Do you still have your grocery store? Um, I don't. I made the whole thing up from no. the beginning of time. <laughs> he, no. he, actually, you got rid of the grocery store as soon as you went on the show, right? Yeah, when they were um, filming for The Bachelor, when they came and filmed me in the store, we had a week left in the store. We were selling it. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm selling the store, so I'm getting out of this business. And they're like, yeah. Just let's keep it for a little bit. <laughs> it works. Has yeah. a ring to it. it and does. it's stuck. It's stuck. But that I think that worked to your benefit, didn't it? Because it, it makes you so memorable. Oh, absolutely. Anything to stand out. Yeah. Right? And and uh, my bio was because I used to be a trader at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and then was in the grocery store business. So I tried to reach out to Trader Joe's for like an ad or something, and they just never got back oh. to me. I don't know why I'm bringing that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> but so now, what's what's are you simply? Um, 
in- influencer Joe? Like, or is there a new I'm career? Retired. You're I'm retired. retired. Joe. <laughs> totally well, someone's called him Grocery. They're like Grocery. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh yeah, a lot of um, there's a lot I of variations. Dancing with the Stars when I did the tour, and a lot of people would be like, "Oh, you're Grocery, right?" Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> but no, I mean we're out here just you know. Hang L- LA living. I have a clothing company called Frown Clothing. Drop yeah. that in there. <laughs> why frown? Why frown clothing? Because um, we are trying to spread happiness because, you know, social media could be so negative and um, we want to spread, spread a little positivity. And it's the word frown upside down. So it's like, oh. turn that frown upside down. See? Yeah. And you GSJ have that... is pretty clever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you have that line with somebody from Dancing with the Stars, correct? Yes, that, that with yes that's with Alan Burstyn, yeah. who's dancing with Hannah, who's from The Bachelor. And it's a small world. And it it is. It's a web. It's all yeah. interlaced. And we just can't get out of it. We're all here today. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, my name is Mark, if you don't know me. I'm, I'm a producer <laughs> on a lot of these shows. That's Danielle, you just heard a minute ago. Easton's here as well. Um, I have nothing to say. There you go. <laughs> uh, congratulations, you two. So you, you've moved in together. We have. We officially moved in together in West Hollywood. How long ago? Um, May. May, right? May, April, or April? May. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're into it now. It's been six months. You got a rhythm oh, yeah. down now. Well, we do. We've been living together since we met. Pretty much. Legit. Like, yeah. In between bedrooms on a bus. And then on yeah, a we beach. lived on a bus <laughs> together, like in the in the back room of the bus, which yeah. was on tour. Yeah. You can't really get any closer than that. Stuck on yeah. a bus for hours. Um. So yeah, I think we've learned a lot about each other in that time, and uh, I think if you can survive on tour, you can survive anywhere. So <laughs> sure. Let me yeah. ask you both this: What was the biggest how do I put this? When you move in together, what was it about the other person that you were like, mm, I'm going to have to adjust to that a little bit? Because everybody goes through that when you move in with somebody. Mm-hmm. It's a different rhythm. It's a different. There's some adjustments to be made. So I, I'm a collector. So I have a lot of stuff. Um, so that's, I think, that for Joe, that's probably the thing he's had well, to do. Well, don't answer my most. question. Answer I just me. know that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say a hoarder or like is no, it healthy I or mean, what is it? I, I love going to like flea markets and thrift stores and finding little trinkets. I have since ceased to do that because it's just, uh, it's a lot. But So um, much. So much. We have like <laughs> yeah, jellyfish so in, in little... Oh, yeah. It's so hands. cool. It's all trinkets. It's not a collection. I'm like a natural history museum. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So okay. I collect like bones. Like when I go hiking, I'll collect things. It's just, I'm just really fascinated with the zoology and botany. So so they're yeah. animal related trinkets. Animal related trinkets mostly. So yeah. That, yeah that, so would you have said that, Joe? <laughs> um, yeah, that probably, what would I have said? <laughs> Guess what mine is. Guess what mine is for you. I know. it. I leave like napkins and. Um, napkins. Kleenex. Napkins and Kleenex. I was, I was going to say toilet paper, but then people are going to be like, that's, that's weird. That's but I, you know, you blow your nose with toilet paper. Sometimes I like wash my hands. I just yeah. kind of leave it. Ew. Oh, that's <laughs> so much right there. There. There's a toilet and a trash can right there. Oh, so great. Uh, but I yep. mean, for the most part, it's been just like a fun little adventure. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's fairly easy living with yeah. you. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. easy. Well, that's Surprisingly nice. easy. Yeah. And you're and you and you are you're making the adjustments. You're being yeah. more careful with your napkins and Kleenexes. Yeah. I am. You're cutting down on the trinkets. I, we went to a we went to like the Long Beach flea market recently, and I didn't I didn't buy any trinkets. At one point, I actually really... had to take hold of her and try to drag her out <laughs> because true, she saw a did. giant a giant donut, and she'll just <laughs> she gets donut. like a little kid, and she just starts screaming what she sees, and I'm like, I oh, do. No. Yeah, I get really excited. Yeah. Uh, tell me why a giant donut. It was like this character for like this donut shop probably 
like a retired donut shop character, and he was just kind of like a little. Oh, like cartoon. maybe it was on top of a donut shop once upon yeah, a time. Yeah, it's okay. a giant like one, and you know, I just wanted to go check it out. I mean, we, I, if we ever get a place with like a big backyard, the whole backyard's going to be like a miniature golf course with like a bunch of little thick <laughs> random sculptures. Oh, so. wow. What's your yeah. favorite trinket that you have? Hmm. Like your most prized possession. Um, I would. S- I have a lot of taxidermy, which. I love it's all secondhand. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um I have this ram head that I really love. Um I also have the, oh I have this beaver Thank this you. badger Thank named you. Beaver. I, I got the beaver. <laughs> he for did, her. he did. We on tour we went we were in Texas and we went to this taxiderm shop just because I wanted to see like how they prepare specimens and everything. And um so there was a badger and I've always wanted a badger. And uh, Joe thought it was a beaver, so now yeah, it's she, a badger named Beaver. She was she was she was nerding out with the taxidermy guy, and the, I'm like, just uh, how much for the badger? They're like, the beaver. It's a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was, funny. it was funny, but yeah. Then we brought it with us on tour and scared a few people on the bus. So it was great. Wow. So how many animals, so to speak, are yeah. in your home currently? Because it's got, it can't be like so a, much room. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, I haven't displayed all of them yet because I'm trying to kind of intricately design would, everything. I mean, I would say like 10, right? Wow. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then we, ten. and then insects and, um, yeah, I love entomology. Yeah. It's like, my new thing. Like <laughs> an octopus. What, what family is that? What is that? A cephalopod. Oh, there you go. I knew, I knew yeah, it wasn't, I, have like I knew cephalopods it was something. And yeah. yeah. All so stuff. we have all those. All the nerding Can, out. Are you like, did you study this in college? Like you seem no, to have a real expertise for this. It's like a side hobby that I have. So I just read about it and study about like zoology, entomology, botany on the side. And um, I mean, it would have been really cool to be like a zoologist, but um, yeah, you got to keep your passions, your passions, not your job. See, napkins <laughs> don't sound that bad. Now. No, I you give me the napkins. <laughs> we yeah. went to an Airbnb last Thanksgiving in uh, Tucson because my parents lived near there. Oh, and nice. in the Airbnb, you don't know what you're going to get when you walk into an Airbnb. Mm. So we walk in and there were stuffed Wildcats, because Arizona Wildcats, oh. actual stuffed Wildcats on the walls scared the crap out of my kids. Oh, yeah. They were not oh, yeah. thrilled with that. We had to hide them in the closet for the time we were staying really? yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. They were not thrilled about that. That's so great. So, Joe, you said something recently that made a lot of headlines. Oh? And when you said it, Kendall thought, oh, this is going to make headlines. This is, this is a I love making headlines. <laughs> I really do. Uh, you said, I believe the quote was, I could propose to her anytime. Any day. Any day now. Any yeah. day now. Keeping yeah. me on my toes, you know? <laughs> I, you know, I'm very, I'm very sporadic. I could wake up and just be like, you know what? Today's the day. And Ooh. that could happen in two weeks. That could happen in a year. It could happen six Ten months. Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never long, know. How long have you been together? Guessing. What's the total? Um, a little over a year now. Yeah. And that's enough, yeah. you think? That that's plenty? You've decided well, this is the one I'm all in. Well, she is my longest relationship. By, that's true. That's one of the criteria. By about... 11 months. So <laughs> this, one's, this so he, one's going pretty well. Here's how we'll know. Have you, do you know what kind of ring Kendall wants? Uh, yeah, she def, she wants more of like a gem or a ruby. I don't think she wants a classic diamond. I don't feed into the diamond industry. See? Look, I, I, I know. I, knew that. I know. And All then, these weird things. do you know what size she is? Um, no, but she has a twin sister, so. That's true. Mm. That's, <laughs> twin sisters automatically have the same yeah. finger I mean, sizes. We can, are we sure simple. of this? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty much the same. Well, so. all you have to do is steal a ring and take it in. This is what I did, so it's not true. that challenging. Yeah. But Wow. So do you feel like you've ruined this surprise at all? Because well, she's got to be on guard. I mean, we've been talking about marriage since we've met, literally. Wow. And I think everyone well, yeah, always asks no all the time. Yeah. And 
So I feel like it's one of those things that, not that we're desensitized to it, but it's just very much a real part of our relationship. Yeah. And I feel like nowadays, like, I don't know, I when I was getting engaged, like, I knew it was coming. Yeah. You know, so it's not that much different. Yeah, we're prepared. Oh, she she won't know, like, when it, like, I'm going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a shocker. If, as much as you can be prepared for it, it'll he still be has surprising. Out. Yeah. Do you have a plan? No, you said you're spontaneous. Yeah, I don't have a plan. That's you why it's going to be so shocking, because it's going to be at, like, it's going to be at, like, the coffee shop in the morning. Uh, oh, but gosh. you've met each other's parents, everybody's happy with, mm-hmm. with your choice of, yeah. of partner. Oh, yeah. I love Joe's family. Yeah, yeah, our families are, her family's great, my family's crazy, but it works. Good. Crazy but great. Yeah, yeah, they are great. I love my family. Um, oh, and also before we move on to our guests today, so Frown Clothing, how do we access Frown Clothing? Is it frownclothing.com? Frownclothing.com. You could also check out our Instagram, Frown Clothing, or just DM me. <laughs> Get down in those DMs. There you go. I see the logo now. That is a cute logo. Thank the you. Frown Thank upside you. down. Mm-hmm. They got a little smiley face, yeah. winky face. Yeah. Yeah. That is nice. <laughs> and <laughs> we did. <laughs> we also partner with Smile Train. Oh, so. yeah, we are partnered with Smile Train, who... Uh, they fix cleft lip for children. You you two are good people. I know. <laughs> That's the impression I've gotten. I in really the first love this couple. Twelve oh, minutes. We Thanks. see a lot of bachelor couples come through here, but I like these guys. Yeah, I'm Although, honored. I gotta say, <laughs> I like a lot of them. Like yeah. I was jaded. Do you know Tanya Rad? Mm. She does. A, she's a co-host on Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. Oh, okay. She's co-host yeah. with Ryan Seacrest yeah. and on air with Ryan Seacrest. Uh, but anyway, she's always single. And I always have to admit that I'm a hypocrite because in the old days, before I knew all the bachelor people, she would want to date bachelor people. Yeah. And I would say, do not date bachelor people. These are damaged people. Who would want to go on a show like that? Why it's would true. you do that? Damaged people make great TV, guys. Yeah. But then I meet Ben Higgins. I meet mm-hmm. Dean Unglert. I meet all these people and I love all of them. So yeah. I'm a complete hypocrite. <laughs> anyway, and you, I wanted to mention your podcast. Yeah. Down yeah. to Date. A new podcast called Down to Date. Um, it's facilitating a first date between two strangers in the studio. So I I love That's that. Fun. It's been really interesting. It's been really fun. Do you have any uh, successes yet? Or um, I, I think a few. A few. It's hard to say. We've filmed probably about, or recorded and filmed probably about nine. So um, there's a few people that are potentially going to go on a second date. So I'm excited. It's, and how do you find these people? Um, just the web of friends and people we know. Mm. Um, I think we're going to be expanding it. To well, I think people would start volunteering now, right? As yeah, yeah. We've had a couple people come up and say they want to be a part of it, um, and it's just a fun experience. It's just kind of, kind of getting more in depth with crazy questions. I mean, I started doing it on um, my season on The Bachelor, on Ari's season, and with like the question book, and so I kind of branched from there. So I'm kind of talking about. Uh, just random things like the one question, like, would you ever eat human meat? You know, <laughs> 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 so it's like fun questions like that. And uh, just questions you would never probably want to ask on a first date. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's uh, turned into a really interesting show. So that's the show. You ask them both questions like that. Yeah. That way they get to know each other. And at the end, you say, are you down to date? Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, there's definitely we've definitely had people who are down to date and definitely people who are, are not down to date. And those are the interesting ones as well. So that's a fun show. Yeah. I think we need Tanya on that show. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes please, Tanya, idea. come on the show. <laughs> uh, Val Shmerkovsky and Sailor uh, Brinkley Cook are coming in here in just a little bit. Uh, are you you're watching the season of Dancing with the Stars? Yes. Well, yeah, we went to the show last night. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. How yeah you, it was a great show. It how, was. How's Hannah B doing? Really good. Yeah, she's, she's doing, a good dancer. She's doing great. Yeah, and she's with Alan. Yeah, yeah. and they're just friends. Yeah. Do you Allegedly. like them together though? Do you feel like I that could work? Seen them hang out together together, but um, they seem like a. Yeah, it seems pretty friendly. 
Yeah, I think they're just. I think they're just friends. I they're just friends. I mean, I'm I'm very close with Alan. He's one of my uh, good friends, um, and he just says they're just really good friends. Yeah. But I feel like, and not them specifically, there is a bond that gets created with your dancing partner, right? I mean, you spend yeah. all this time together, and it's mm-hmm. so physical that it's almost, you, you can't help but develop some sort of attraction, feelings, whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, you're with that person <clears throat> for mm-hmm. at least six hours a day, every yeah. day. Um, my case was a little different because I could barely walk, <laughs> let alone dance, so I never got, so I was, you know, you're so in your head about memorizing the steps, that I I don't know it never really got like for me it was never like a real physical yeah um, well you create I even told Joe during the end of it I was like Joe you have to be more sexual with your dances you have to put your body into it and like feel the music Um, because that's what dancing's about it's like a different language with your body you know do you get jealous at all no, you, it was, no, it was Joe? Jenna. You were with dance with Jenna, yes. who was Val's wife. Yes, yes. And, and you've been friends with Val for a while. Yes, so uh, no weirdness there. No, no. there was yeah, Jenna. We have like great. a brother sister relationship, mm-hmm. and that yeah. happened pretty quickly. On yeah, we both had the same birthday too. Yeah, oh. that's true. That's true. Yeah. They do. That's yeah. great. Do you I mean, miss it at all? Like, would you do it again? Um, yeah, I would probably do it again. Yeah, I would. I mean, I don't like show days. It was. Horrifying. <laughs> I, I would have, I swear, I think I would have like many, many heart attacks um, on that day, but everything else was great. It was a great experience. And the tour was a lot of fun. Yeah. I got the host. I didn't have to dance. Where'd so. you grow up, Joe? I grew up in Chicago. I was just going to say, I yeah. heard it. I heard it on heart attacks. I heard yeah. it in Chicago. You <laughs> sat every now and then. Yep. Uh, you, so when you were eliminated, was that, uh, uh, were you bummed about that? Or were you like, okay, I don't have to do this anymore? Oh, I, I was, I was relieved. And it was only, it was only one, there was only one more show left. So I was like, this is great. I made it all the way through. I don't have to, cause towards the end, I was getting a lot of like hate from like the, you know, the, you're not a real dancer. Yeah. Like oh. the dancing with the yeah. stars fanatics were like, you are the worst. Like, Shut up. But, <laughs> but you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get past like. You know, like Alexis Wren, uh, Milo, they were all so good. I was like, just let them in the finals, and hopefully I don't make it in there. Because I don't want to kick one of them out. Those fans are, they're a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Die hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Die, die hard. They are die hard, Brutal. for sure. Uh, who do you like this season? Who do you think should win this season? Well, I mean, we always have to We always have to go for Jenna. Oh, I love Jenna, you know? yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have Alan. And Vale. I mean, those are yeah. probably our, our top three. But, oh, you know who's really good is um, Vanderbeek. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Really? He, has, he has the top oh, scores. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. and Hannah B have the top scores. Yeah. He's like his frame and everything. I mean, I know because I'm basically a professional at this point. But like <laughs> his frame and just every and all, he just moves like so smoothly. And it, he was excellent. You could be night. a judge. <laughs> I, I, sh- I, I should be a judge. I, they, they need a fresh face in there. Right? Oh, gosh. ABC, listen up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll speak from the point of view of the person that, because let's be honest, most people watching the show don't know, like, what what are the right actual steps and, and all that. And you but, do. No, I don't either. <laughs> but it, I think it's refreshing to hear, like, what they're, you know, they're like, you know. You speak from the soul. Yeah, like, that looked good. <laughs> One more question before we get our guests in here. So you two from Bachelor in Paradise, I think we're all confident that you two are going to get married. Of uh, these other couples, who do you think would get married from Bachelor in Paradise? Katie and Chris. Yeah. It's, you know, the thing is, it's hard to say because you see everything in the Bachelor in Paradise world, mm-hmm. right? And in that world, Joe and I did break up. 
But in the real world, I do quote unquote real world because it is completely different. Um, and in oh, yeah. the real world, Joe and I worked extremely well. So it's kind of difficult to see yet if The Bachelor of Paradise translates yeah. to mm-hmm. the real world yeah, yet. that's not real life there. There's yeah. no question no, about that. No, I mean, you know, you get free tacos. I mean... I, I think... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, and Marg's, like... Yeah, and yeah. surrounded by gorgeous naked people exactly. all the time. I mean, I it mean, seems know, weird. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to work. It's just... Yeah, it's... It's paradise. Yeah, talk um, about your feelings all the time. I would say that we got to give these couples all, you know, at least three months in the real world. That that's we true. Kind of yeah. weigh in on it. But if I was just going to... If this was Vegas and I'm putting down a bet, <laughs> I would have to go out of the couples that I'm looking at Listed right Listed here, we have Katie and Chris, Hannah and Dylan, Demi and Christian. Yeah. All right. So if I'm, if I'm a betting man, which I am, <laughs> I'm going to go with Hannah and Dylan. Oh, yeah. Well, they remind me a lot of you guys. So yeah. you kind of had a very similar storyline as Hannah where you were kind of yeah, seeing threat. who you liked <laughs> and you were just solid. Like you knew yeah. you wanted Kendall just like Dylan knew he wanted Hannah. Yeah. And then you guys won in the end. But yeah, yeah they remind me a lot of you guys. Yeah. So uh, well, I think, yeah, yeah I based on their that. trajectory, I feel like yeah. they're definitely like 100 percent in. Yeah. 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 And they even got engaged at the end of it, which is definitely saying something. So, yeah. And then, yeah, uh, yeah Demi and Chris, um, Christian, um, I think. I think there's a strong chance. Also, they have to deal with a lot of different opinions, which is difficult yeah. to do in like a public, a public forum. Um, so I, I hope they make it. And Katie and Chris, they did talk about how they had a little bit of trouble and drama on the reunion. But I mean, it's you know, I have to say it's difficult to kind of deal with like the haters. You know, you learn a lot about trust and you learn a lot about who the person like truly is with you. Um, everything's transparent. Everything's open. So. I did when I was watching that. I thought Katie was super ballsy. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, you are totally just giving America all your troubles. Yeah. And and in a way, I was kind of like, why are you doing that? But then also at the same time, I was like, you know what? Good for you. You're being transparent. You're not being fake. Yeah. So kudos. You have to throw it all out there. You learn yeah. just to kind of find strength and vulnerability. So Ooh. Exactly. I feel like any couple coming out of these shows... There are just challenges with being so public and all that stuff. Do you guys feel that, or can you focus on each other and uh, and kind of tune I mean, out all the outside noise? I, I think we've done a pretty good job of tuning out the outside yeah. noise because it, it, you know you get desensitized. <laughs> there was a few months where it was we we were getting a lot of hate on social media, just like some random troll account. Um, but at the end of the day. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, like, who cares? Like, I don't know this person. They obviously won't ever admit who they are. They would never say it to face to face, either of us face to face. So it's like, yeah, whatever. People do go through extreme lengths. It's pretty interesting to see. But at the same time, I mean, you learn to laugh at it and you bond from mutual hatred, right? <laughs> Isn't that like yeah. one of the human bonding <laughs> things? Like when you hate yeah. something, you like <laughs> get closer, closer together. together yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. Good. All right. Well, Val Schmerkowski and Sailor Brinkley-Cook are up next. Oh, and do me a favor. When they're gone, can we go through some of the questions you've asked on oh, your yeah. podcast and we can discuss them here and <laughs> yeah, love that. whether or not we eat human meat or Yeah, and then <laughs> I wouldn't know. Would you guys eat? Well, I well, think we should. We talk about it. <laughs> they made somebody's, what was it? Somebody's foot a taco or something? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, it's yeah. pretty. We yeah. can get all into that. I'll yeah, talk about feet tacos up, all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we should get Kendall's questions and then ask Joe and Kendall those questions. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. That's great. We, we actually have done, what we'll do is what we I've been dating do. this weird all from the yeah. beginning. So I'm, I'm ready for we, it. we do question games all the time. So I'll just like, we'll be driving and or at dinner. I'll just ask one random question. It, it brings like a whole like hour long conversation. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. All right. That's it. great. We'll do that later. Val and Sailor coming up next. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Val and Sailor don't know that don't know who the hosts no. are of the show. They think they might think it's Wells. They probably are expecting Wells Adams, really, who's delightful. <laughs> but they're going to be they're going to find Kendall and Joe. They're going to be so surprised. Right? We'll see how it goes. Here we go. Hi, surprise! Man, so we actually we had the pleasure of seeing you guys perform yesterday live <laughs> in the studio. Yes, um, and you guys are like doing amazing. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. I mean, we're, we're just, I'm trying to like, you know, Joe, Joe last season left some big shoes to fill. So That's right, oh, I yeah. did. That's right. Yeah, Joe, by the way, Joe was in the semifinals last season wow. with, with my wife, Jenna. I did. Wow, yeah. you're with Jenna. All the way, yeah. Wow, that's and awesome. How was your experience? My experience was amazing. It yeah. really was. And I had Val coming in all the time, helping me. Jenna was, you know, became one of my best friends out here so mm-hmm. and, and same with Val so it was just overall it was an amazing experience yeah it really is like a family there it, it is. really feels very genuine and real it's nice it is so we yeah we watched you guys last night and you crushed it you <laughs> yeah. crushed it sailor i have to say like after taking over for your mom like mm-hmm. how was that initial call terrifying yeah extremely terrifying i didn't think i could do it my initial reaction was no when she asked me and i was like oh my god i just i you know i can't perform i can't get up in front of a bunch of people and dance like let alone speak i'm terrible at public speaking like anything i've ever done in school i've dropped out of being so nervous so i really didn't think i could do it and then i was like why wouldn't I do it? You know, that the only reason why I wouldn't do it is because I was scared of it. So I thought that it was the perfect reason to just step up and conquer a fear. Yeah. After watching Joe go through an entire season, it's intimidating. It is. That the audience is looking at you. You hear those beeps in the beginning with the mm-hmm. music. Oh, my like, gosh. Well, I know how stressful that first <laughs> night could be. And you had three days. Three days. Three days three of days. practice. <laughs> So I'll direct the question to Val at first. How, what were you thinking when you're like, I could only prepare her for three days and everybody else had four or five weeks? Yeah, I, I wasn't really thinking about anybody else. I was just like, I, I understood that the goal was to just make it through this dance. And if we do, then then we'll think about the next week and we'll have more time and, and then we'll figure it out. But I don't know. I mean, it was at first it was just kind of like, Adrenaline, like, all right, let's mm-hmm. let's lie to this girl and and make it feel. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. you can do it. And then yeah, Val was like, "You can do it. It's fine. We're gonna be great." Well, no, so <laughs> little so did she, I know. Yeah, she took off uh, knowing that she's flying in to kind of give it a try. No confirmation, and she landed after you know, and she landed and she went straight to all the meetings and fittings and everything. Mm-hmm. And because of that, uh, Christy called me while she was flying and she's like you know if you could kind of like help you know kind of cushion the the news to her because she doesn't really i was like you told her that she's doing it right she was like well i kind of just my mom she wasn't happy about it i'm like all right (laughs) well she calls me i'm literally 
about to take off to LA. Like the wheels are moving on the plane, everything. And she's like, you're the silver lining. Like, we found it. Like, you're going to take over for me. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, no, no. It reminds and, me of the hero's journey. Yeah. Denial to the call. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you go for it and you're like building your way up. And then I and then I landed and it was like, all right, your fitting's at five. You're meeting with Val at six. You're going to those. You, the car will be there for to take you to CBS. And I was, I freaked out and I called my mom and I was like, what did you do? <laughs> what did you tell them? The Val was already in motion. And I was like, no. Like, I never, I never said yes. I said I would try. I said I would meet with Val and I would meet with some of the producers, no cameras, nothing, just to figure it out if I could even do it. And when I landed, it was just 100% in and I freaked out. But then, you know, I, I in that in that 45 minute drive from LAX to CBS Studios, I called about 15 people <laughs> and I was getting everyone's opinions, trying to figure out like whether I should do this or not. And everyone was like, why not? Like, why not? And I was like, you're right. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. And that was really like, what fueled me was like, why would I ever let being scared of something stop me from trying it? Yeah, run towards the fear. fear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Val is an amazing teacher, so I feel yeah. like you're in good I'm hands. I'm like a matador. I, yeah, I right. Take Bring fear it on. And I, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You got you got high scores this week. How do you feel about that? I feel amazing. I um, after last week's criticism and everything, I really wanted to take it and use it instead of being sad about it or anything. And I really, we worked our butts off this week. Like, I really said to Val, like, go go hard on me. Like, be hard on me. Like, let's work as hard as we can. I want to, at the end of the day, feel like I'm going to pass out. Like, that's how, yes. that's how hard I want to work. And I want to really push myself to excel. And this week, I felt like I excelled, which was an amazing feeling. It was The, the hardest great. thing about not having those three weeks before the premiere is, is probably, like, at least in my opinion, is that rapport that you you build. You know, you I call it kind of as a coach. I earn my voice in those three weeks, right? I don't mm. just come out guns blazing like point this, do that, yeah, look yeah, here. Yeah. You know, um, I got to earn that. You know, and so finally, her stepping forward and saying, "Listen, I, I need you to like push me. I wanna, I, I don't need like the pity vote. I wanna, I wanna claim my place mm. on the show. I'm no, I'm no one's daughter. I'm, I'm not just a daughter. I'm here as sailor, and I wanna compete, and I wanna be good enough to be considered." You know, yeah. as a contender. And so I'm like, all right, well, be yeah. careful what you wish for. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> bring Nervous it on. for this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, guys, you guys aren't at the point now where you're doing two dances a week, right? That's when it gets really crazy. Does that happen? Oh, my God, don't scare me off. <laughs> later, later, later. Oh, my gosh. You got it. You got it. <gasps> Ignorance is bliss, y'all. Like, exactly. But a lot of people have been getting injured this season. Ray yeah. Lewis is now gone because he had a foot injury. Mm-hmm. Well, he, yeah, I think that's the same injury I, he sustained during football, you know, during his career. Obviously, those guys take such a huge punishment to their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think as, like, just a, a winner in general, whatever you touch, you, you, you're going to try to do, yep. you know, full out. And he's a winner. And this was probably really devastating for him not to be able to be at his full capacity. And mm-hmm. so, you know, but... We loved Ray. Uh, he's a really awesome dude. He's a legend. He's so I mean, great. I'm, you know, he beat up on my Giants a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I appreciate any time I'm in the presence of, like, a, a superior athlete of, of that nature, I, I appreciate it a lot. I'm always impressed by the athletes on Dancing with the Stars. Like, to see that transition from 
like something like football or basketball mm-hmm. to dancing. I mean, dancing yeah. is a whole completely different oh, sport. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. are you kidding? Football is like you got to be so tough on your on your feet and you got and you're stomping and everything. Yeah. And like dance, you have to do that, but you have to look effortless and like exactly. look like and smile. smile and yeah. smile. <laughs> That's the easy part for me, but you know, it's like I it is crazy hard and it's a real like athletic feat to learn how it to is dance. i think a lot of people don't see dance as like a tremendous like but you exert your body tremendously oh, yeah with dance i'm honestly shocked that it's not in the olympics like is there dancing olympics the, you know, so there's i grew a, up com- competing in yes. dance right so there's an organization that try to make it an olympic sport it, it, it stalled a little bit because again it, it is you know it's fairly a, an opinion. Like, who's yeah. to say this is better than, you know, there was five rumbas yesterday. How do you say which one was better? Yeah. Some are clearly better, but, you know, what makes our, our sport also beautiful is the artistry of it and the fact that it is about interpretation. You know, there is no mm-hmm. black and white. There is no yeah. right and wrong. There's no definite point system. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. And it's a performance. You're really putting on a performance, which yeah. right. you guys did a great job at last night. Yeah. Now. Sailor, you're a model like your mother, right? Yes. Okay. I guess. <laughs> okay. So does that, I, I have a question because I had such a hard time actually smiling yeah. and performing. Does it make it easier? Does it come more natural to you? Well, I think the whole smiling thing is extremely easy for me because when I'm nervous, I smile. Like okay. when I'm nervous, I'm like, ah, 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 there you go. Ooh, ah, 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 what's going Perfect. on? Perfect. You know, my nervous face is not. Oh my God, what's going on? Not that anyone can see my face right now, but you know, like it's, it's, it might, the natural reaction is to laugh and smile. So it honestly was harder for me <laughs> to do like something like the rumba where it's so sensual and serious mm. because I just wanted to smile through the whole thing. I mean, what Val said to me like the first day that got, when I was like freaking out about this all, he was like, dancing is a celebration. Like it's a, it's a celebration. It's joyous. And so ever since I heard that, I've been like, okay, great. I'm going to just keep smiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's half the battle. I would say, yeah. I would say Joe, what during the dances, your, the smile can go from like the pain smile. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the laughing smile, like laughing at yourself smile. But that was one thing I feel like we was very difficult, but you did pretty well. Yeah, well, I, I had Val every um, <laughs> every show day tell me, just smile. Just smile at the camera. And well, I would always... Great, you have a great you smile. Have a great smile. Yeah. Yeah. And I would always try. I would always try. And, and towards the end, I think I started pulling it off. But, <laughs> so Val's won two Miraval trophies. Yeah. What do you think? You feeling it this year? I mean, you know, Iverson was my favorite basketball player. He rocked the three. Three's my favorite number. Three's my, my lucky, lucky number, number too. You know, mm-hmm. three the Trinity, feet. the Holy Trinity. I mean, just everything is lining up. Everything. <laughs> yeah, right. I I, look, I just no pressure. Want, you know, for me, this is a great opportunity to, you know, to partner someone that is genuine, sincere, works hard, is grateful, and you know, is 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 a real reflection of our fan base. You know, people that love the show. Uh, would love to be on it. You know, every every time we go on tour, I just hear all the time, when are you going to have dancing with the non-celebrities, you know? Yeah. And so... That's me. Having <laughs> Sailor as, as this, like, ordinary, awesome girl join the show, you know, yes, it was an extraordinary circumstance, but this is an ordinary individual that is mm-hmm. stepping up to the plate and wants to do something special. I was just, like, chilling at home in Long Island before all this, <laughs> like... Yep. I had no interest in doing anything in Hollywood, and then here I am, like, whoa. whoa. Joe, just like you. Yeah, yeah. same thing. I can really relate. And yeah. you, you are, you're growing, at, like, you're seeing your growth every week. Exactly. Which is yeah. amazing. Your story, you. I think your story is 
the best of the season so far. Very inspiring. Yeah. Very inspiring. What was it like growing up? You know, you had your mom, Christy, and then now, you know, going into Dancing with the Stars. Like, what was it Mm -hmm. like getting to that point? Um, it was awesome growing up. I mean, like everyone always says, like, how was it growing up with a supermodel mom? And I'm like, how was it growing up with your mom? Like, you know, like (laughs) there's no difference, really. I mean, I didn't know what my mom did until I was about like 12 because then, like, you know, I was seeing paparazzi and I would start going on her shoots because I was always interested in photography. So I um, my mom would show me photos from the shoots she was doing. And I was like, oh, it's a really beautiful photo. Like, who took that? Like, can I come and meet them sometime? And then that's sort of how I got my foot in the door was mostly being interested in the behind the scenes of it all. Um, But honestly, growing up with her was extremely normal. She has made sure that each of her children are extremely grounded. And like she never made us feel like we are better than anyone else or worth anything else than any other person in the room you know like we never really had any exceptions and any like um differences from any of our friends or anything we just sort of lived lives as normal kids and realized that our mom was this icon we were like oh that's cool chill (laughs) you know like our smiley like mom who's taking photos of us every five seconds like also happens to be getting her photo taken every day and you know Um, it never felt different, honestly. I can see awesome. the pride in her eyes. I can see. I can see. Yeah. She's just incredible, and she's so into it. She's I love, a classic like, mom. You yeah. know, you see her on the sidelines, and she's not like primping her hair, like getting excited for her time on the camera. Like she's just like, look at my baby. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh! And she's taking photos all the time. And when we're in rehearsal, she just has her her phone in our you, faces. Yeah, you could tell that <laughs> she, this is like this is the role that she never got. That she mm-hmm. finally gets to like really flaunt and, dance and flex. Mm-hmm. You know? dance she's mom. like, she's had the covers, she's had the the you know the limelight. She's never had an opportunity to showcase herself as the mother that she's always mm-hmm. been proud to be. Mm-hmm. Now that's something that's finally at the center of the conversation, and I think she's just so excited about that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as well as seeing that, you know, her daughter gets to shine as well. I think. As a mother, she gets to shine, and that's cool, too. Yeah, and you guys are also both experiencing like the family of Dancing with the Stars because your mother was also a part of it, and Val, I know that your brother, and now Peta's back yep. doing Dancing with the Stars. And my wife, Jenna. Yeah, and Jenna's doing yep. it with Kamaro. So it, it is a big family. Like, How is it having like that healthy competition like with the family? It's cool, man. I, I, I mean, it's less about competition and more about the opportunity to share my passion and joy and dance and you know with the world you know so for us i think collectively yes we're in competition but we're also responsible for making sure that this show stays on air for another 15 years uh and it can if we continue to love what we do and continue to share that love with 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 the rest of the world it really is a very joyous show like it it is exactly how it seems on camera you know like it is yeah. fun and it is not too serious just serious enough and it is like it's it's a really great time to be on the show and you become friends with people you yeah. probably never thought you'd oh my you'd god cross paths with. i'm yeah. the biggest fan of karamo like queer eye is my jam i watch it every night like and meeting him i was like yo <laughs> i love you so much like now I get to dance with you on a stage every week. And, you know, now we have our celebrity couple name. It's called Salamo. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm loving it. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like there is definitely competition, but it doesn't feel like the I'm going to break your legs in order to be better. No it's not way. Like everyone, everyone cheers for everyone and everyone picks everyone up. I mean, up. even mm-hmm. Tanya Harding didn't want to break legs on our show. <laughs> <laughs> It feels like a family. It feels like a family. And that's the best part is that, you know, a lot of a lot of this stuff in Hollywood and a lot of these shows, they can be harsh and they can be very tolling. And this is tolling and harsh in all the right ways. You know, you're working very hard in rehearsal and then you get to the show on Monday and it's a celebration and you're so excited to see what all your friends have been working on this week and you're so excited to like watching dress rehearsal is so fun for me because I'm like oh my god Allie did so good as Selena Lauren did so good as Pretty Woman like that's so cool like because you know they're working just as hard as you and we're all just really trying to do our best and then put our best foot forward every Monday every Monday night every Monday will you (laughs) Sailor will you will you consider going on tour because Val's going on tour, right, Val? Yep. I would, yep. I would, I would of course, consider that, you know? Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. What, what did you think? Something so to ponder. Joe, Joe <laughs> you went up. on tour? Yeah. Like, I did go on tour. Did you love it? I, what was your experience? I would say the Dancing with the Stars tour was probably the best experience in my life. Yeah? It was so much fun. It wasn't as stressful as the show. Uh-huh. Um, I danced, like, the first two shows and then they're like okay cut (laughs) we don't need you anymore (laughs) i just got the host and go on stage and talk but besides that you become you know we became really good friends Mm vale and i and all the dancers because you're just you're with each other every day in a new city and you experience a new city and it's just um it's just lighthearted and it's so much fun so wow you sold it yeah (laughs) do it go on tour (laughs) go on on tour you should you'd be great oh We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing also, the voting system is completely different this season than it was last season. Yeah. People can only vote during the show. It's such a short period. Do you yeah. think that's also, it's a challenge? Um, I mean, no value. Not for us East Coasters. That's <laughs> uh, true, actually. I'm like, yeah. I'm like y'all right. get the time that, that works, so I'm happy with well, that. Look, they, um, did, they did some research. They found out that 70% of the votes coming in are coming in from, from the East Eastern Standard time you know and so having said that with the fact that we just as a show we want to be more transparent to our fans we want people to know exactly how the voting works exactly the effect that they have on our show uh and so yes it's different but i like it i like the fact that you get to influence the the night that that is happening at the moment you know i mean we live in a generation where people want instant results and so you get that on our show this season Mm -hmm. and Yes, unfortunately, we've alienated a couple of West Coast votes here and there. But, you know, ultimately, even on the West Coast, we have a phone now. You could stream the show. You could vote in real time, you know. And so everything is moving to real time. And, again, that's what makes our show special. It's live. And I think it'd be nice to vote in real time as Mm -hmm. the show is happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's more. It's, cool. It does feel very genuine and transparent that way. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the final two, the judges get to choose. Like yeah. I feel like that would be the hardest part, being in the bottom two and then watching the judges, and then then your fate is in their hands. Oh yeah, it's very coliseum. <laughs> it's very you know Caesar at, at at the helm. You know, kind of thumbs up, thumbs yep. down type of thing. Uh, but <clears throat> you know, again, that too, it's very clear who went home, who the bottom two are. Yeah, you know, make sure you. You know, your favorite celeb is not in the bottom two, and don't leave it up to the judges. But, again, I don't envy the judges for making that decision for millions of people mm-hmm. live staring at these 
poor souls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, the audience has real clarity on what happened, why it happened, and and yeah, this again yeah. makes the show better. Yeah. Cool. Can you great. imagine, Joe, last season if they did that? <laughs> I would have been gone. I would have been, been, been bounced. I would have been bounced week. Because uh, you three. saw Len was was giving oh. you that look every every week. Every week, I, the first, the first, my first dance, he basically was just like, "Oh, I wanted to like you, but I just." <laughs> That's um, hard. That's hard. To I hear. was so proud of my positive, my positive feedback from Len. This, I mean, it's yeah. funny because he starts it with, you know, this competition is so funny because one week you think someone's going to be great, the next week they suck, <laughs> and then the next week they're great, and I was like, okay, you know, I'll take that little suck in the in between, yeah. but yeah. I'll t- I'll take the great. Exactly. That's awesome. I I mean, I love I love the judges. I think they're very knowledgeable, and it's nice to hear what they have to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and it, it could get difficult to hear criticism but at the same time yeah. you can build from it exactly. and get better from it's it. helpful super helpful yeah well, we're so excited to see who ends up getting the Thank mirror you. ball i mean uh, i know that we made a lot of friends while joe was on the show and you know you all deserve it we're rooting for you guys yeah, we're, we're, rooting for you. we're definitely rooting for you Thank um vale so lara lara right lara spencer infamously criticized ballet this summer and right. she called you personally to apologize and discuss even though laura really made mistakes yeah do you think in the end it brought a positive light to ballet oh yeah for sure i i you know i think she misspoke and uh i you know the the dance community kind of took note and and rallied and she took note and responded gracefully beautifully mindfully and and i appreciate it and then that's you know in the next opportunity she had she had to sit down and addressed it and and in in return again the dance community rallied and shared all these awesome positive stories about male dancers out there and again it was a beautiful moment that like that's how every situation should be addressed and resolved i mean in my opinion but again i'm i'm honored that she she reached out to me and i you know i voiced my support for her because ultimately you know we don't need to kind of have her misspeak for us to celebrate our male dancers we should yeah. just do it anyway it opened the door for like a beautiful conversation yeah. and to celebrate your passions yeah so for that um, moments like that you can have to be grateful for moments like that because it allows there to be a forum a conversation to talk about it yeah. So, um, you know, it brings a lot of positivity. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. We're excited to see males and females alike dancing and <laughs> dancing with the stars. Well, yeah, and we're excited to see you guys keep going. We're really, Thanks. we're really Yay. pushing for you. And Sailor, I want to see you go on tour. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, interviewing with us. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Hopefully you can get that third mirror ball. Yo, yes. Let's do it. Let's do third it. time's a job. Number three. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. 
Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lovely people. Great. They're going for the gold. I have high hopes. We love them. He needs another mirror ball. Yeah. Come on. One's not enough. (laughs) All right. Give us these questions and let's see what we come up with. Okay. My favorite one actually to start off with um, is at what age did you learn the most about yourself? Ooh, that's a deep question. It's deep. It's deep. Uh, You guys want me to answer? I I, I would like that. (laughs) I want everyone to answer. I want to hear everyone's answer. Oh, (laughs) gosh. So I would say the age I learned the most about myself would be 24. Because when I graduated high school, I went straight to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, which is the Chicago Board of Trade. Um, and I traded, I started trading when I was 19 in the NASDAQ pit. I quit when I was 24 because I was 24 and felt like I was going on to 50. Mm-hmm. I was miserable. I wasn't happy. Everything was all about money. And I just kind of like broke down a little bit and... Once I just said, you know what, enough's enough, I quit. 
I just started taking life not as serious and mm-hmm. having more fun. And that was, and I'm like, you know what? It's not all about the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 24. Wise. Thank you. Um, I would say, and I'm, it's a rough estimate, and I have a perspective on this that none of you have because I have daughters, I have children. Uh, and I'm going to say 35-ish. And the reason I say that is because that's when my kids were like 10 and 7. And we all have faults. And we can live a long, full, blissful life kind of ignoring those faults or backburnering those faults. And then you have children. And not only do they point out your faults to you, <laughs> you see them reflected in them. You see, yeah. like, they'll do something, and you're like, oh, that's me. I do that. And now yeah. they're doing that. And that's the first time in my life I had to really address my faults and realize that, you know, I was raised by parents who told me I was the greatest person in the world. Yes. And they still do. Yeah. And, and it's funny because back then I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, I am. I am that. And now when they say it, I'm like, you guys have no idea. I just have a lot of work to do. And when the kids, you start to see it in your kids, you realize you've got work to do. And mm-hmm. that was the first time I had to face that in life. And that was not easy. That's the interesting thing about having kids. Um, not having them myself, I cannot fully understand it. But I feel like you get off on a certain point and you teach them everything that you know up until you, how far you've lived. And then they kind of, go beyond that right mm-hmm. because Hopefully. they learn from your mistakes as well and so they kind of yeah so it's an interesting trajectory mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was that was not easy and i struggle with it still yeah yeah well it takes a lot to admit that too and especially admit that in front of kids because yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe kids are brutal so maybe older maybe when they were like ten, i'm sorry i got the my math was completely wrong <laughs> on that maybe like 45 yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway who's next uh, you know, mine's 24 as well, Joe. Uh, I, I went through yeah. like a really, a really bad relationship that uh, was destructive to my life, and I allowed it to to become that way. And I had to take a long, hard look in the mirror and see that I was, uh, you know, uh, putting the wrong priorities in place. And um, and I made a lot of life changes that year. I moved to Los Angeles, and uh, uh, you know, and I realized what I really wanted out of life. So that that was a turning point for me. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, from heartbreak comes like. You're from Chicago, right? I'm from Northern California. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Surf yeah, City, close, Santa Cruz. Close, yeah. <laughs> I'm from uh, Madison, Wisconsin, so I'm kind of near Okay, there. There I'm you in go. the same general part of the world. Romo. Is it my turn? Uh-huh. Yes. I would say, this is going to sound very cheesy, but I would say when I was 28, I got married. And I think my whole entire life, I was very independent. Even when I was in my relationship with my now husband, um, I did everything on my own terms. You know, and then as soon as we got married, I would even say when we got engaged, I kind of started to see my life in a different perspective. I'm like, oh, I have to like merge my life with this guy. Like, mm-hmm. and that's everything from finances to family and prioritizing him in front of my family and myself. Um, and so that was a very interesting learning curve for me. I'm so happy about it because it made me open up myself to not just myself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I would say that was, I would say that was the year that I really, really grew. Yeah. I feel like you mm-hmm. feared that level of commitment for a long oh, time. Oh, Because sure. I knew Danielle back then. Yeah. And when people would bring up marriage, as people do, she would just like, no, 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 nothing <laughs> yeah. like that. And because you were young and you were totally. single and you were fine. Yeah. And so I think you had to go over a hump to get to that point. Exactly. And I'm just so happy I did. But it, it took a lot of change in myself to get there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. The independence, the fear yeah. of like, like merging with one person. I think I definitely had that fear as well. Yeah. Going into, even going into the, 
The Bachelor and then meeting Joe, I still had that, I'm an independent woman. I don't, you know, need anybody. Totally. My, vibe. I wouldn't even move in with my boyfriend at the time because for me, it was like, I want my own space. I want my own thing. Did you not move in until you got engaged? We didn't move in until we got engaged. Well, see, that, that was I can see. my dad's problem. Yeah. <laughs> Same with us. But so. mostly it was also my thing. Like I wanted to have my own lair and mm-hmm. a place that I can retreat to. Um, and now that everything is together, it, you just... You can't hide. You can't hide. Everything's out yeah. there in the open, you know? But <laughs> it's great. And I'm sure you guys feel that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think living together is like a huge step with being completely transparent with each other. Yeah. Did you give an age... Um, no, not yet. Um, I would say I probably learned the most about myself when I um, went to college in San Francisco because I was completely cut off mm-hmm. um, from everything financially with the family. I had a scholarship initially and then I got injured. Um, and so then I lost the scholarship. I was living in San Francisco, one of the most expensive cities you know, in the country. And um, yeah, I had nothing. So I had to kind of hustle and live and work my way to like actually live in San Francisco because how my parents handled it and I love them for doing it at the time it was definitely hard but they said you know you can move back whenever you want mm-hmm. you always have a home with us but if you want to live in San Francisco you have to you have to afford living in San Francisco by yourself so where'd you grow up um Santa Clarita so not too okay. far from here yeah. 30 uh-huh. minutes north. 661 whoop, whoop. yep yep <laughs> uh, okay and what, what was your scholarship in um track and field so I did the um the hurdles yeah, oh, the wow. 400 hurdles. That was and you hardcore. Had a- a- ankle, knee was a major injury. Um, so I had uh, tears in my Achilles tendon. Oh. So from, um, from so many years, go. yeah, from so it. many years. And you break the body down. That's what mm-hmm. uh, any sport is, really. Mm-hmm. So I did cross country and um, the hurdles. And um, yeah, my I would get to a point where I couldn't feel my feet anymore. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> this would run and be like, wow, I feel like I'm running on clouds, um, <laughs> but not in a good way. <laughs> Oh, wow. So what did you do to live in San Francisco on your own? Um, I just uh, ended up, I got really involved in the school and um, I just kind of worked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I w- ended up working for uh, Discovery, which is like one of my dream jobs uh, as a PA at oh, the nice. time. And uh, yeah, I learned a lot about like science and the world. And um, it was, I mean, for me, it was the best thing that could have happened because it really drove like my, my career as opposed, it was all about sports for me young, when I was younger. And then it switched to being like, oh, wow, I love journalism and I love, yeah. you know, science and, you know, all that stuff. And so. the bugs. And, and that is how the taxidermy started. <laughs> Thank you, Discovery. Well, that was a deeper question than I anticipated. I I thought, uh, the eating yeah. feet was more um, <laughs> where I thought we were going. We can lighten up about talking about eating about eating feet. <laughs> so what, what's this foot taco that you mentioned? Um, so actually there was a, what was, where did we see it? I think it, uh, it was on Reddit. Yeah, on Reddit. Like somebody, it was, it's either a foot or a leg. It was, was it a, a foot, leg? well, a leg. So, leg um, with a foot. A foot attached. Uh, yes. There was a guy who'd gotten in an accident and um, he had to amputate, not himself, but doctors had to amputate his leg. And um, instead of disposing of it as one does, I don't really know what you do with an amputated. Him and his friends, I think they. they... Yeah, he asked to keep it yeah. and then they made tacos out they of threw it. Oh, oh, my goodness uh, gracious. I mean, that's a new thing. I mean, I get like. <laughs> Yep, there it is. There's a picture. Yeah, that is disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't they, look bad. I think they threw it on the barbecue pit. Mm. So I, would, I mean, would you stare someone in the eye as they ate your foot taco? I mean, I don't mm. know. Like that would be difficult. That's a that's a new level. Well, yeah, I would be so worried about like getting sick. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just they amputated it for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, <laughs> cannibalism. But isn't that like mad cow disease? So well, like yes. cows eat. That's how. Yeah, cows I read a book eat. on cannibalism actually yeah. recently. <laughs> Surprise. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so like, uh, uh, and after, from eating like your own species meat, certain things happen you know, in your brain. And uh, so with mad cow disease, the whole point is they, they were eating they were... themselves. Like in the feed, it was like a way to kind of cheaply make cow feed. And they ended up getting holes in their brain like Swiss cheese. Oh and God. it kind of made them go mad. And then it transferred to humans as well. Yeah. Um, so... We've run the gamut on this podcast today. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Different sides of the spectrum. All right. So if your friend gets his leg amputated, don't eat it. <laughs> it's it's legal to do in all the states except for Idaho. I'm learning. Oh. Idaho has a law against cannibalism, but the rest of the union, go for it. So we, so we do it here. Hey, if I had to amputate my leg and have leg tacos, would you guys partake? Nope. Definitely not. Nope. nope. I, I, I wouldn't. It's a big yes for me. Yeah. 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 I, say, I don't know if I should feel insulted that you guys wouldn't eat my leg. I mean, it's not a bad, you know. And I didn't shave. A... I didn't shave. Okay, let's see how. All right, give us one more question here. Um, let's see here. Well, I've asked Joe a lot of questions. What's one of your favorite questions that I've asked you? Yeah, I mean, my favorite questions are like, is, is a hot dog a sandwich? But that's not... <laughs> um Well, we had an interesting one, actually. We said if there was like some space gun from aliens and it came to be in your possession and you could um, enlarge one item a hundred times its size. Oh, what would yeah, it be? yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, we like had weeks of debate of this question. Say it one more time for me. Wow. So there's like an alien space gun, gun that gets in your possession okay. and there's only enough for charge in it for to enlarge one item a hundred times its size. Okay. What yeah. would you enlarge and why? I got to go gold on this one. You know, like, I know you're going to say like, oh, like you just have access to like large nuggets of gold, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'd figure that out. I'd figure that part out. You said to buy a gold bar. That's you a know? small investment. Small investment. <laughs> and Blast then, it with the, you know. Yeah. Then have a gold boulder or I guess it'd be a gold bar. So like a gold house. And then a uh, times. hundred times. You need to find a good location. You You'll couldn't never... just do it in your house. You'd have to like, you know, an open field somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Back to the Nevada <laughs> desert for me. Right. You got to hire, you got to hire security. It's true. It's true. You People know, are me trying people to are be coming after you. Bar. It <laughs> couldn't be your bank account. It has to be a physical object. Yes. yes. A physical, physical object. Because I was going to say my house. But then you just be like a tiny person in a giant, which house. I'm down with. But my neighbors <laughs> would have a real problem with it, I think, because I would encroach over my property line. Oh, you no take over the I entire have... block. Yeah, yeah, which would be bad. Yeah. I think. I think I get in trouble for that. This is true. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Does anyone else have a good answer for this? We, ha I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I was on me? the same page as you. I was thinking, like, what's my favorite food? Um, <laughs> what can, you know? It but like Easton, you really got me with the gold bar because. Yeah. Your wealth is going to increase exponentially by exactly. doing that. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I like that answer. <clears throat> it's got to be a better answer. I bet you guys have better answers. We've thought. Mm, uh, mine's a coconut. <laughs> there's a reason behind the coconut. There's a, there's a lot of reason behind no. the coconut. The, co the coconut, I mean, there's coconut water, <laughs> yeah. coconut milk, um, just coconut in general. So he'd like create like a, a, a farm of large coconuts. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and then you could actually use the coconut for the furniture. As furniture. Um, it's like a whole company. Yeah. So. You call it giant coconut. Or Joe's Coconuts. <laughs> that sounds like an interesting name. Uh, and I was thinking, 
You know, initially I was going to say almond, but almonds. Oh, almond is what you said. I, okay, you but, can't okay, but then also, because we're out also here. I know almonds aren't the best for the environment because they take up a lot of water. So if I create a whole giant almond forest. Almond. Almond. Oh, yeah, we had to fight. Is it almond or almond? Uh, Seacrest does this too. He says almond. It's almond. I say almond. All, there's an L in there. There's there an L. L but yeah. Yeah. And it's not a silent L. It's, it's there. There's an L in a lot almond. of words that are silent. You know? Yeah, but not this one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't call you Kenda. <laughs> Kenda. That's my new nickname. Okay, Kenda. Kenda. <laughs> so if it's not almond, so, what is it? So an almond? You would make a Well, I mean, things? you have to, you know, germinate it. You have to create, you know, sprout it. And then, so it has the best chance of survival. Um but you have to think about it, giant almond butter. Like So you guys are, your goals are <laughs> with your coconut and your almond, are you trying to feed a large portion of society with Solve this? Solve world hunger. You with know? one giant almond? Well, but then again, it would create, have, you know. Like if you planted the giant almond, would yeah, it create more giant almonds? Yeah, you plant the giant, giant almonds and have more almonds, more coconuts, you know. I'm just trying to get back in the grocery business. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have in de- like very in-depthly thought about this. Yeah. Well, yeah. that is a head-scratcher for everybody to ponder today <laughs> yeah. as they go about their lives. Email us your answers. Yes. yes. I bet you have a better answer than we've come up with so far. Podcast at <laughs> iHeartRadio.com. Yeah, we might want to change that. We need that. some science yeah. behind yeah. this. For now, it's Pratcast at iHeartRadio.com. <laughs> hey, thank you both. It was really nice having you guys in here. Of course. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. a lot you. of fun. Great job pleasure. interviewing. Have you done a lot of interviews before? Um, yeah. Well, now I'm... Uh, interviewing people on my podcast, course, so I, yeah. I feel like I have a little bit of, yeah. you know, I have a little bit of a background with interviewing and journalism, so. This hey. was my first interview. You did great. Hey, great yeah. job. Great. Thanks. Thanks. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo, both of you. Yeah. And don't forget, frownclothing.com. Frown clothing. Dot com. Dot com. That's right. Front upside down. I'm also starting a YouTube show also. Yeah. Nice. All right. Stay we'll tuned. Give us your podcast <laughs> name one more time, Kendall. Um, Down to Date. Down to Date. Yeah, Down to Date with Kendall Long. <laughs> Check them out, guys. Thank cool. you both for being here. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Follow Wells Cast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.